Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by I Love Lemon with C Hot Tea from Bigelow. I Love Lemon Herbal Tea from Bigelow blends rose hips, lemongrass, lemon verbena, and more. This refreshing blend with lots of lemon and added vitamin C is individually wrapped in flavor-protecting pouches, all natural and caffeine-free. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. A warm teacup welcome to all those listening and joining in today. Today marks one year. 52 weeks of tea time. I pray that it has meant as much to you as it has to me. I have certainly learned so much. I've been drawn so much closer to the Lord in my walk and my Bible study time. And uh, Actually, I truly believe in every aspect of my life. Uh, it's been a tremendous time of growth as we've shared this few minutes together each week for encouragement. I again want to extend a special thanks to my wonderful ministry assistant, Becca Gordon, for all the work that she puts into bringing us these podcasts and certainly for her heart of service for the kingdom. As we continue into year two, I think that Ruth is going to reveal many more treasures for us. And so today, we're actually going to start chapter two. How appropriate on the one-year anniversary of Tea Time, we're going to start... Chapter 2, Ruth 2. I'm going to read the first four verses today. Uh, And there's a lot to unpack in those four verses. But again, we want to just kind of hit on some highlights and not take up too much of your time. But I certainly hope that you've got your warm cup of tea and are sitting back with your Bible and ready to look at Ruth chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. There was a relative your Bible might say, a kinsman of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she had happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Here in chapter 2, we see the attitude and character of a woman that God is pleased with. Through her humility, through her dependence, Ruth now begins to grow in grace. And I believe as we take apart chapter 2, we'll, we'll, we'll also see displayed the gracious provisions, obviously, and the protection that comes from the man named Boaz. Now, what we've already learned right here in these first four verses, I think about Boaz is threefold. First, we know that he's a relative or a kinsman. Uh, and we're going to discuss uh, a lot more uh, about kinsmen uh, later on as we walk through this book. But we know that he's a relative, number one. We know that he's wealthy. 
number two, but I also want us to highlight that we see that he is a godly man. He says, the Lord be with you. And in return, uh, he is spoken back to by his servants, the Lord bless you. Now, this account of Ruth asking Naomi if she can, in a sense, provide for them, I think is very, very important. The Hebrew word for glean is lekot, and it means to collect or gather up, pick up. Gleaning is the gathering of grain or other harvested material that's left behind by the reapers. Now, Scripture is very plain on this. The Israelites were commanded to allow the poor to follow behind reapers and to pick up leftover spears of grain and fallen grapes. And it was in this way that the law of Moses provided the food for the poor, the orphans, the widows, and, and the foreigners. The law specified in uh, Leviticus 19 that the landowners must leave some of the harvest for these gleaners. Again, Leviticus 19, verse 9. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. I am the Lord your God. So Ruth, on her own initiative, set out to glean in the fields to support in a sense, her and her mother-in-law, Naomi. Now, this showed a wonderfully hard-working spirit in Ruth. And it was that spirit also that she would not have she would not have been more spiritual if she just sat back at home and prayed for food. She had that initiative and that desire to be a hard worker, that hard-working spirit. And, of course, it just so happened that she came to the part of the field that belonged to Boaz. It says that Ruth happened to come to that place. Certainly, uh, this is how it seemed to her, but we know that it was not actually how it came to pass. Ruth came to that field because that's exactly where God wanted her to be. The wonderful ways that the invisible hand of God works in our lives, works in her life. Ruth could have stayed home. She could have waited for a, a, another type of spiritual feeling. She would have probably waited for a very long time and still probably would have gone to the wrong field. But instead, Ruth experienced the very natural moving of the hand of God in her life. I wonder how many times when we're walking in God's Spirit can we see that hand of God? Do we have to look back to see it? If we spend too much time trying to look for His hand ahead of us, we might end up causing more problems than we even realize. But knowing that God's hand is leading. Ruth said, please let me glean and gather. The supervisor reported to Boaz, and he told of Ruth's submissive attitude. And, and in a sense, it was in which the gleaning was hers by right, after all, she could have quoted Leviticus 19 back at him, but instead she was kind and she properly asked for the right to gather in the fields. And so she came, and 
she continued from the morning, and Ruth didn't realize it perhaps, but she was also under that inspection. That supervisor was looking at what kind of job she was doing, and, and she was impressed that she had done a good job, and the fact that she did that good job was also very important because it also made a good impression on Boaz. My friends, we're under inspection. There are times when we don't know it that we're being watched carefully by others to see how we're going to walk with God. And what they see is going to make a difference, whether it be a positive difference or a negative difference. Now, as we look at verse 4, we find Boaz and his words, The Lord be with you. This certainly shows us something of his heart and character. And apparently his workers loved him and had a good relationship with him as well. And you can often tell the real character of a man, of a person in authority by seeing how he relates to his staff and by how his staff relates and thinks of him. I want you to be encouraged today by these reminders. The invisible hand of God is always with his children. I also want you to be reminded that we never know when someone else is watching us. Are we showing that Christ-like example, even if we're in a position of gleaning? Someone is always watching. God is always watching. For others that are watching, how do those watchful eyes see us treating others? Are we loving our brothers and our sisters? Are we trying to reach them in love? Are we showing them the love of Christ? These four verses, so much packed in, we find out about Boaz, the man, the character that he is. We see again the character of Ruth and her desire, her dedication to provide for she and Naomi. But most importantly, we see God's hand continuing to be at work. There are no coincidences. It's God at work. And Ruth was being watched. It made an impression. God's at work in our lives. And I can assure you, we're being watched by others. What are we showing? Ruth is going to teach us so much but only if we are willing to listen to his spirit as we walk through. And I hope that you'll continue to grow in this journey with me as we look forward to year two of Tea Time. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. This week, how are you walking in an attitude and character that pleases God? Are you trusting how his invisible hand is leading your life, even if you are in a season of gleaning? Be encouraged that God is always with his children, just as he is with Ruth in ways she didn't even know yet. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.